Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Middle Age Sports Spectacular. I'm your host, Dave. I'm joined this week by Pat Plus One. I got Doug. He's back in the, in the saddle. Brian, technical difficulties, couldn't join us. We almost had the whole band back together, but alas, just going to be the three of us this week. So, as, as it should be. Unfortunately, he's going to miss out on our 25th official episode, which is a wonderful milestone. Who would have thought that we would have made it this far? Are we going to get paid yet? We're working on that. Okay. On that. We actually can say we have fans, plural. So <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, we have listeners out there. Well, well, I make my kids watch it, so we have more than one fan. Hopefully Don't after they hear me. this, they give us a 25th show cake or something. Ooh. That'd be nice. 25th show cake. Yeah. I was thinking about doing a... No uh, goddamn carrot cake. Anyway, 25th anniversary, or 25th anniversary, 25th episode, big milestone. We're hoping for a lot more. Let's get on with the show. Got a big show for you. We're going to do some baseball. We're going to talk a lot about week two in football and then touch on some basketball and hopefully get it all done before sunrise. But of course, I got to start you guys off with a fun fact. Now, typically, I bring this to you, I bring you a fun fact from Uberfax, one of my favorite resources. Oh no. But I got one this time from Unbelievable Facts. Wow. Yes, that's right. There's more than one fact producing company out there. I did not know that. That right there could be the fun fact. It could be. Is it? But but there's more. Oh wow. Tell me more. In dude. 1993, a man named James Scott purposely damaged a levee and caused a massive flood of the Mississippi River only to stall his wife from Shut coming up. home so that he could party. His actions flooded 14,000 acres of farmland, destroyed buildings, and closed a bridge. He was convicted of intentionally causing a catastrophe and is still in prison serving a life sentence. Wow. Wow. You know, I've been wondering what's going to happen to that couple that did the gender reveal party and lit the entire West Coast on fire. I wonder what's going to happen to those people. Yeah. Was There's it a, been... Was it a boy or a girl? You know, I don't even know. <laughs> There's been more than one of those, too. Gender reveal buyers. Yeah. I, I just want to say on record, I've had three gender reveals and never caused a fire. Not one time. If you have another child, please not, do not no, use pyrotechnics. No, 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 no. There's no if. There's I do no. like how but I will not. You, you, and you never told your wife this, that you preloaded the exploding thing with blue, so she had to have a boy. Yeah, that's... That was it. It was actually pink, and I changed it to blue. And then so, she had a boy. Yeah, exactly. That's how it works. Science. Science. It's good stuff. <laughs> All right. I've, I've never <laughs> been more nervous with the third one. We did a little softball, and I've never been more nervous because I'm like, if I'm, I, like, I know <laughs> I'm normally going to hit this, but if I miss this, I, like, this will be for the rest of my life. So, thank God. We I would never ball. let you. We don't let you live. No, no one much, would Much, much minor, no. more minor things that, than that. Yep. No one that would. That would definitely be But torture. you don't have performance anxiety. That's how you got there in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's how you got yourself into that situation. Yeah. Ah, yep. uh, anyway. All right. But enough about Pat's boner. <laughs> Yep, I tried to do a fun fact without something about the penis and testicles, yep. and we just brought it right back. Yep. Never going to work out. That's all right. 
Let's get on with the show. Let's go on to some sports. Let's start with baseball. Pat, I'm going to you on this. Tell us what's going on in the postseason chase. And while yep. you're at it, tell us how awesome Byron Buxton has been. Byron Buxton, like I love Byron Buxton. And again, the talent is there. But the problem with him is it's consistency. He, he can have a 10-game span where he's better than any player in baseball. I have no doubt about that. It's it's the fact, can he do it for a whole year? And he has not done that yet. So he's a good talent. I want him on my team. But right, he kind of fits perfectly right now with the Twins. He's their nine-hole hitter where they don't expect a ton out of him. And what when he does explode, he gives them a bonus. This just came in, although it's not extremely surprising. Andrelton Simmons, best defensive shortstop, has opted out of the remainder of the season. So I I, I'm, I guarantee you, you'll probably see a couple more guys do this who are hurt and are playing for nothing at this point. I was just going to ask you, aren't the Angels going nowhere? Yeah, no, they, yeah, they have so. no chance. So, and then did I uh, also see that the Angels are entertaining one Dave Dombrowski? Yes, that that is that is out there. Uh, they've been struggling for years. If you want a guy who can put a yeah. winning team together, and they've you can they do it. they've pay money they they're not afraid to spend money they just have not spent it extremely wisely so maybe he's the guy could buy a farm system but again like we saw talked about on last week's episode if he gets him a championship it's worth it so especially for an organization that struggled for a while yeah they had they were a really fun team i when did they win was it like 2001 2002 they beat yeah really bonds and the giants yeah, super fun team, and they were kind of like at a peak, and then you, just have. Do you scored. know who pitched for Game Seven in the two thousand two? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah cool. he was awesome. Yeah, he, he was, was really good. Troy Gloss was my favorite player on that team. Yep. Troy Gloss, Darren Ernst, I think Jim Edmonds was on that team too. Jim Edmonds, yep. Garrett Anderson, Tim probably Tim Salmon. Yep. Yeah, there was a. It was a it was a fun team. Uh, my I man think... Ben Weber was in the bullpen along with Brandon Donnelly. Yep, was one of the Molinas. I want to say like Benji Molina was on that team, or maybe I actually they had all the seven Molinas. What? They had all seven Molinas at one point. I don't doubt that. <laughs> no, they had two Molinas. They had Jose, Jose. and Benji at, at one okay. panel at one point. Yep. Yeah. Was Troy Percival closing at that point? He oh, was. I think so. Yeah. Loved yeah. that guy. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun team. That was a really yeah. fun team. I enjoyed watching them in the World Series. They were David Eckstein. Did you say David Eckstein? No, yeah, yep. that's yeah. Oh, yeah. what a good, what a guy to root for too. Yeah, so they they had a nice complete team and really built up the strong a strong fan base, and that's what a championship can do in the in, for anyone is yep. bring in a fan base. And then they so. got Mike Trout and sucked. <laughs> apparently, yeah. apparently, you just don't want the best player on your team. <sighs> It's unbelievable. And I, yeah. But anyway, I did pick them to make the playoffs, and uh, per usual, that backfired. So I, I will uh, just cup on a top couple more uh, points, MLB. There is an increased likelihood that the draft will be based on the 2020 standings. There was some talk about keeping it the 2019 standings because it was only a 60-game season. But I think that's fair, right? If you win a championship this year, it counts. So your 
standings, good or bad, should also count for the draft. The other thing that I have heard that I do not like at all is uh, Rob Manfred came out and said that they like the postseason at 16 teams and would like to keep it like that in the future. I am not a fan of that at all. I completely understand why they did this Who year. Who gets to vote on that? Yeah, I don't know. Um, my, my ultimate thought is the players don't sound seem to like it. The owners like it because it's just going to get them more money. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like this will be something that comes up in the CBA, which is not next year but the year after but i i am not a fan again it's the one one things i do like about baseball i mean don't get me wrong i like playoffs but you play 162 or even let's say they put it down to 146 if you play that many games and then you got to go play a three game series against the eight seed that has a hot pitcher and lucks into a game and you lose two out of three like that's ridiculous I think playoff teams, I think the players on playoff teams should get revenue sharing. I think they do. And I think that's where you're going to potentially see maybe if the players get enough revenue sharing plus, you know, something else. But I I just personally, I don't like that. It's the one thing I liked about baseball more than a lot of the other sports is 10 of the 30 teams make the playoffs. Mm. 20. And again, like, don't get me wrong. I want my team to make it, but you like, you earn it in the, regular season mm-hmm. when you have 16 you have teams with losing records and in basketball and hockey it's you don't nearly as much the eight seed is going to get trounced by the one seed but when you're talking about three game series again it's it's just two games in baseball anyone can beat anyone so that's my take on that We're, so and doug i definitely want your opinion because Obviously, you weren't on last week's show. I, I just I feel like we'll do the same thing. We'll just kind of go through the playoff matchups if they happen today and mm-hmm. talk about the teams a little bit. So the American League is pretty set. It's Tampa 1. Uh, it, it's set as far as the teams, not the standings. It's Tampa 1, the Chicago White Sox 2, Oakland Athletics 3, Twins 4, Yankees 5th, Astros 6, Indians 7th, Toronto 8th, Seattle is a pretty significant. They're four games behind Toronto. So with five or six to play, depending on who you are. So sixth place. So those eight teams are pretty safe. So if the playoffs started today, there's some really good matchups. Tampa Bay versus Toronto. Doug, how do you feel about that one? Uh, I feel that smart money would be on Tampa. I mean, good for the Jays for making it to the playoffs. They've had a great year. But um, the thing about the Rays is, is I always tend to forget that they have some high-level quality starting pitching. Like, like in my head, I think, oh, they're going to go with an opener, and then it's going to be a bullpen game. And then I'm like, oh, no, they actually have Snell, and they have Glasnow. And <laughs> Morton. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, no, so – yeah, you're right. They, they, I mean, they have good relievers, and they obviously use them in the right situation, but they do yeah. have a very good one, two, three punch. So White Sox, Indians. I also picked the Rays. Oh, sorry. Well, no, yeah. it's okay. I don't want you to ask me again. Okay. Fair Same enough. as last week. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind of what I figured. So if, if the matchup – well, I guess actually the matchup was different. Last time it was Yankees-Rays when we talked. 
Uh, the so, Yankees have what? They ra- they they rattled off 10, 10 in a row. Yeah. So we were talking last week about how much they sucked, and that they've lost two. They lost the last two, but and so they climbed right back into it. Yeah, they're not going to get the division, but it, they do look like they're going to get the uh, five seed at this pretty easily. So uh, White Sox Indians, who do we got here? This is a fun one. So last year, I hated the AL Central. I thought it was a garbage division. And now this year, it's like my favorite. I think these teams are incredibly entertaining, to say the least. AL um, Central's awesome. So, Especially the White Sox, man. Fuck. So entertaining. So much fun. So many dongs. Mm-hmm. Dongs for days. So in but a I mean, three-game three series, who are you picking? Yeah, you guys hit on it last time. Well, the Indians pitching, like, my goodness. And I don't, I don't know if the White Sox have enough firepower to get past that in a three-game series. Yep. This is definitely one that was in a seven-game series. I, I think I like the White Sox more. But, yeah, I mean, um, Dave, unless you're changing your pick from last week, I will also go Indians. I still like the Indians. I really just – Shane Bieber is the yeah. man. I, I just I, – I, you know, Giolio, nothing but respect for that guy, what he's done. But I'm going to put some money on, on the Indians. Agreed. And I haven't been paying as close attention, but I'm just surprised that the Indians are the seventh seed. Yeah. It's surprising to me. Yeah, well. so, right, it is, but it isn't. So seeding, again, is a little weird because the division winner gets one, two, and three. The second wild cards gets four, five, and six. So Cleveland has a three-game better record than Houston, but they lose one seed because they're actually third in their division. A shortened season, it, it makes in it's the Twins and White Sox ahead of them, so it's not like they're scrub teams ahead of them either. Bit of a development since the last time we talked to, at, at least according to Fangraphs. I know like their different sites kind of have different ways to evaluate players, but according to Fangraphs, your number one WAR leader in offense this year is Jose Ramirez. Wow, did not know that, but not yeah, he ca- he climbed a few spots. He's been on an absolute tear. Interesting. That so might the surprise. offense kind of sputtered the beginning of this year, which is why they're a little bit farther down the standings. But yeah, it seems the, to be the second half of their lineup isn't. It doesn't really strike fear in your heart. No, which is why <laughs> I don't think they're destined for a long postseason run. But I, I do think in a short series, in a three and even a five game series, I do think they're someone to be reckoned with. I love their hitters one through five mainly because I love Franimal. Yeah, Franimal monster yep all right the now we're going with oakland which is technically the only team that has clinched their division against houston who you got fucking houston come on yeah this is disappointing because i don't want to see the astros win and the a's are kind of on a downward trajectory are they not they lost uh matt chapman they did yeah yeah and replaced him with pablo sandoval no. Is Pablo that who they got? Pablo Sandoval's on the freaking Braves. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry. Oh, yeah, um, me too. No, I, I forgot who they signed to a minor league deal or whatever, but certainly wasn't Matt Chapman. Really kind of puts a damper in their postseason hopes, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I almost feel like I have to pick the Astros, I guess. I don't know. I don't like this series. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm picking Oakland. I think in a three game series, I I think the other thing is Verlander is unfortunately not only is he out for the year, but with Tommy John, he's going to be out for next year too. So I, I think got a that question for you. Hurts. Speaking yes. of pitching, 
So Zach Greinke right now, at least according to Fangraphs, is a top 10 player for war. Is he a Hall of Famer? Yes. Yeah, I think so. He ranks currently 45th all-time on Fangraphs for war. Yep. Yeah, I've, I've gone through those numbers, and, and I kind of think that he probably is. I mean, he's had he's pitched enough big games. He's won a Cy Young. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he probably is. I mean, uh, I would agree. It's it's hard because it's such a different environment than it was 20 years ago for pitchers, right? So a lot of people might have looked at Mike Mussina and said, no way is he a Hall of Famer. He doesn't have enough wins. He didn't. He just didn't pitch enough. And, and it's like, well, wait a minute. When you look at his peers while he pitched, he was actually top five. So the last matchup is Twins-Yankees. Now that is probably what we would have picked in the beginning of the season as one two. So now if if the standings and this twins still have a shot at the division, but this if if they don't win the division, this is probably your four and five right here. So who do you have in Twins Yankees? Twins pitching has been a pleasant surprise this year. They needed their pitching to step up if they wanted to be this successful, and they did. That being said, I watched the Yankees and Twins last year, and I just said, oh, my God, they just can't compete with the Yankees. And I really don't want to see that happen again. This year's a little different with all the injuries. I don't know. The Yankees have also hit their stride, apparently. So, I I mean, how do I not pick the Yankees? As much as it hurts me to say, because I do like the Twins. Easily. You easily don't pick them. Yeah. They haven't uh... won since, like, 2000. I know. I disagree. Nine? Though it's a three-game series, and they right, and they're such a good team. I mean, I'm still picking the Yankees. I just went so easily. Uh, yeah, it's hard. I mean, the Yankees own the Twins. The Twins had such a good season last year, and they just had no chance in the postseason. Like they were clearly, and, and, clearly and the overmatched. Yankees didn't have they don't Garrett they Cole. didn't have MVP contender Nelson Cruz last year. Uh, yeah, yeah, guys. Yes, yes they did. Yeah, they, they did. did. Yeah. Son of a bitch. But the Yankees didn't have Garrett Cole. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. A three game series that you gotta go Yankees. Huh. Um I don't have to. No, you don't. I don't want to. But you will. It's not even that I'm like AT anti Yank I just I don't know. They're they lost their player with me. I guess they'll be fine. They they'll probably get past the first round. I don't see them doing much beyond that. I'm also mad at the Yankees because at the beginning of the season I had Luke Voigt or I had the home runs under 20 and Luke Voigt just like smashed that. So I knew one guy was. There's a couple close to it too. There's a Ozuna hit another one today. I think he's at 16 or 17. Oh, moonshot, moonshot, Ozuna. This is the last week of the regular season, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Sunday is the last uh, for the Red Sox merciful game. Yeah. Although they got to go up against the Braves, and we, we all know what happened last time they went up against the Braves. Good. Granted, Keep losing. With, we want that number one pick. With that being said, the Braves are six outs away from being the second team to clinch the division. The A's are the only team so far that's clinched the division. Seven teams have clinched a playoff berth, but the A's are the only one to clinch the actual division so far. So with that, we're going to the National League. And so the National League is the National League's a little different. There are two teams out of the playoffs still with a chance. And they are fighting a chance to play the Dodgers. Woohoo. Which the Dodgers will win forty games this year. So they're that will do that, but they will <laughs> win 40 that, that games. just sounded weird. 
The what? Dodgers will win 40 games this year. Well, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> actually, I guess... They do Tam- have the best record, right? What do they have, 16 yeah. losses? Yeah, 38 and 16. And Tampa actually does have a chance to hit 42. Must be because of MVP well. candidate Mookie Betts. Candidate. They have, like, the top five MVP candidates on their team. Well, you know who one of them isn't, though? Who was the number one player in fantasy last year? Max Munchie? Who? Bellinger. Oh, oh, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, well, Freddie Freeman's going to help his MVP case as he just hit a two-run bomb. So that's my MVP pick. But anyway, I'm not biased. So with that being said. No, you're right. His numbers are redonkulous. They're crazy. His on-base percentage is almost 500. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, I, I, I it sucks because he, as, as everyone was kind of pumping him up that he should be the MVP, he went like 0 for 4 <laughs> with three strikeouts and a double play. and then like Couldn't another, handle the pressure we were yeah, putting on him. Yeah. Another 0 for But I know today he, he just hit a two-run homer and a single, so hopefully that'll help. We know Freddie's a fan of the show, and uh, Def- he just absolutely. He succumbed to the pressure. You know, Maybe he's not an MVP candidate if he can't take yeah. a, a little podcast. I, I think it rattled him for a couple of days, but I think he's back. Yeah. All right. So the Dodgers would face, as of right now, a three-way tie between the Phillies, Giants, and Brewers. They don't have to face all three of those teams at once. They could still win. Yes. So I, 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 guess, I guess one is, there. so there's two questions here. Between the Phillies, Brewers, and Giants, who either do you want or who poses the biggest challenge to the Dodgers? And number two, if you took the best players on the Phillies, Brewers, and Giants, could they beat the Dodgers? Yes, I like probably uh, Philly. I mean, Milwaukee has probably been the most disappointing team to me this year. I, I have a hard time mm. finding another team that let me down a little bit more. They were a really good story. Your, your, your last defending year. champions have twenty-two wins so far. I said to me. Okay, sorry. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the down you too. <laughs> it is what it is with the Nationals. They lost Juan Soto in the beginning, and so, it, but I don't. The, the Brewers I thought were really going to be really strong this year. I think that the Phillies probably have the best shot, but it could be a coin flip between them and the Brewers. I I'm going to go with the Brewers because the Phillies have the worst bullpen ever in the history of baseball ever. They do. They have. They, fi- they finally have someone to pair with. So Nola. bad. With Zach Wheeler, but yeah, that bullpen is not not that I have faith in the Brewers starting pitching, but oh my god, Phillies. This would be a much different team if they had a bullpen. Yeah, agreed. I kinda wanna see the Giants just because again, talent wise, it makes no sense that they could compete, but that is a hated rivalry, Dodgers Giants, and let's get weird in a free game series. maybe some uh fireworks fly and that's just dumb that the Giants are in this with yes. Ace Johnny Cueto. Like, come on. I know. Yes. Like, it is real dumb. It's yep. dumb. I agree. All right. But it could happen. So your number two matchup would be, as of today, Cubs versus Reds. Who do you got? Me? I've got the Cubs. I they, They've played better this year. Like, I get it. Like, the Reds are, you know, they were the trendy team, but they didn't perform well, and you Darvish, Kyle Hendricks, I just... you Darvish is the number two pitcher in baseball, according yeah. to Fangraphs, behind Shane Bieber. Yeah. 
I'm on the Cubs. Yep. Got to take the Cubs. Yep. I I am going all in on the Reds. So Ooh. my 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 Cy Young, even though we never got to do the episode, but my Cy Young pick for the season would have been Luis Castillo. Didn't look good in the first half of the year, but he has came on really strong. Uh, Trevor Bauer has been dominant almost all year, and Sonny Gray, and that lineup has not performed. But in a three-game series, that is not a team I want to play. Let's talk about Trevor Bauer for a second. I had sent you guys uh, – oh, you did respond. I'm used to you not responding, so I assume you didn't. I sent a, a tweet about how Tim Anderson took Trevor Bauer deep and then told him to go vlog about it. So Bauer did. And then he called Tim Anderson soft for not bat-flipping on the dog that he hit off of him. And it was all playful, of course, but that's awesome. Like, yeah, it is. Let's throw the old rules out the window as far as some of the uh you know the unwritten rules i should say and just have some fun so good on you trevor bauer and tim anderson hooray for fun in baseball yes we're getting there slowly but surely yeah so now we go to the three seed and hopefully in six more outs your national league champions against the st louis cardinals I'm in a good mood tonight, and I don't feel like picking on you, so I'm definitely picking the Braves. Like, I, I don't see how you can go against the Braves in a series against the Cardinals this Oh, I year. can. I'm going to say something crazy. No, I think that the Braves are going to win. I think that the Braves are my favorite team in the National League, and I would love to see them win. I think they'd be a super fun team to watch them win. I would, too, if they had any starting pitching. You're such a negative Nancy. Get no, over it. I, you know Do you what? remember I, 2007 when the Red Sox won and they didn't have a starter pitch even five innings? So and Dice K. Matsuzaka, the shell of Kurt Schilling. Yeah, I, I'll tell you my problem. Can be done. My problem this year is the division in league championship series having no off days. Because I'll I'm, tell you this. Yeah. If I was in your shoes, I would 100% be negative, too. I've never once ever thought my team has ever stood a chance. Even when the Patriots won, like, 14 World or, yeah, uh, see, that's the thing. Super Bowls in a row, I was still like, no, they're not going to win. See, I, I, I'm I, not like that. I was like, they're going to win. I'm that's why they confident. never fucking win. But. You're too positive. No, no, no. I, no, I'm like that with the Patriots, not with the Braves. Oh. No, I'm realist with the Braves. Uh, but my problem is they we literally were banking on Cole Hamels, who pitched three <laughs> and a third innings. Like now, looking at the rotation, it's Max Fried, who's had an awesome, awesome year. Ian Anderson, who's a top prospect, who has had three really good starts in his entire career. And then I, I'm hoping Kyle Wright, who has like a six ERA but looked really good his last start, is your number three. The Braves are going to go bullpen games, I'm assuming, and maybe it works out, right? Again, that offense is really good, and I'm assuming that's a big reason why it is one of your favorite teams. Because one through yeah, nine, they're just they're fun. And one through nine, besides wherever Marquez is hitting, can hit a home run at any point. And even Marquez like hits a bunch of doubles. I like dongs. What what the heck happened to Dansby Swanson? Just he, he hit a home run today. So, um, yeah, he went. He, this is him. He went through a cold spell. I know he's banned 300 and then basically like went one for 30. But I'll tell you this too, Doug, because I watch all the games. It was more, it, obviously, he, he had a lot of balls hit hard that went right at someone. So, again, when you go one for 30, it's not all that. 
but it was not a it's not something that I'm freaking out about. I, the offense is clicking. Ozzy Albies, ever since he's came off the deal, has been on fire. Like this team is good. My my only other fear is you go up against the Cardinals team where just like Yankees Yankees twins, the Yankees own the twins, the Cardinals own the Braves. And if you have Jack Flaherty going game one and they beat Freed, it's I don't know. But to your point, the offense is ridiculous. I'm picking the Braves because I'm never going to pick the Cardinals. I don't care what the facts say. So that leaves us to That's the spirit. That leaves us to Padres Marlins, and I think this will. Uh, I shouldn't say that. This one is not necessarily a safe bet because the Phillies could actually take this spot. Uh, the, the the really the Padres are a safe bet. Period. Yes, the the pot. The, yeah. Well, no. So what I mean by that is the only safe bets as far as seedings go is the Dodgers at one and the Padres at four. Everything else could change. But as of today, it would be Padres Marlins. And again, so Doug, what's your take on this one? Well, I heard you last week, and I heard how, how big you were on Sixto Sanchez. And uh, I have to agree with you on Sixto. What's his name? That's his name, Six, Sixto <laughs> Sanchez. I just think Sixto is a fun name. That is a fun name. I it's, you were making fun it's an extra toe. No, I'm making fun of six toes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, Padres, because um, I'm taking my victory lap on calling them as the most fun team in baseball this year. They are super so, fun, too, yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I, I do, Miami can make it interesting. I, I, you got it. They are the second best team in the National League. Stop it. Stop it with Miami. And so the way the playoffs are set up is it's bracket style. So one plays eight, four plays five, and the winners play each other. That's going to be a Padres-Dodgers division series if that's how it plays out. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. All right. That'll be fun. So that's really all I got. There's not much more to really go over. Next time we do a podcast, there will be playoffs. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is the three-game set for the American League. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for the National League. They all play at the home ballpark of the lower seed. We will be already after 60 games in playoff mode come next podcast. So that's exciting. Be a lot of action that week. So much I'm action. for it. Yep, me too. Can't wait. Hopefully Pepe can join us. If he can get over his technical difficulties. I'm telling you, he was in a dead zone in his basement. And that's where he goes to hide from his children and his wife. And uh, he just I was going to say, service. don't out him. Like, now they're going to know about it, but they're never going to listen to this. Like they listen to this. <laughs> that's why I felt this is, see, this is a safe space for you, Pepe, to talk about your wife. Just join us. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't, yeah. don't do that. All right, let's, all right. Good stuff. Thanks, Pat. Appreciate you taking us through baseball. Go Braves. Let's move on. Let's talk about some football, huh? Week two in the books. Touched a little bit on week one last week. What I want to do with this is I, I, I got a little bit something for every game here. Some observations, some quick ones, three to four. There's going to be some fantasy mixed in here because, you know, that's that's the best part about football is playing fantasy football. Not too many people that, that watch it don't play it, right? So let's go through some games. We're going to start right with Thursday. Bengals at the Browns. Here's my few quick takeaways from this. I watched the whole game. Baker Mayfield came out firing. 
immediately already everybody was saying this is the real baker mayfield this is the real baker mayfield and then they just decided to just hand the ball to chubb and hunt the rest of the way those two guys combined for 32 carries 210 yards three touchdowns on the ground 324 one touchdown through the air absolutely ran all over the Bengals. and joe burrow did his best attempt at bringing them back with 61 passes yeah 37 of those completed for 316 and three he uh he looked fun out there he he definitely looked like he he's got he's a talented guy yeah even though he's got those small hands he can put it into some tight spaces not his hands but the ball right see what i did there led you right into that he 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 made some bad rookie mistakes there in the game but uh, he certainly did he also made up for it with some talented moves this will be a good year for him to kind of learn there's no expectations of I think this will be a positive year for him to kind of get his feet wet. He looks yeah. the part. He looks confident out there for sure. I mean, he looks like a leader. I, I like everything that I've seen from him, even though he's fallen a little short the first couple of weeks. Yeah, the Bengals were uh, the unfortunate side of things is that the Bengals were a disaster fantasy wise. I mean, AJ Green led led the led the week. I think it was second in the week for total air yards, thirteen targets, but uh, only caught a handful of them. And it's hard to say right now if A.J. Green is just rusty or if he's dusty. But uh, time will tell. It's going to take <laughs> – you like that one too, huh, Pat? <laughs> and so, so time will tell. The league is better with a, with a fully healthy A.J. Green. But I don't know. These You lose a step in this league, and it, and it can fall apart real quick. Yep. So uh, Mayfield, I'm still not sold. I know – He's looked better this year, but uh, 16 for 23, 219, two touchdowns and an interception line. He had a couple real nice throws. He dropped in into OBJ for nice long touchdown. But other than that, eh, underwhelmed. I'm not sold, but I'm also not unsold, I would say. I don't think he is. A, some people are saying that he's a bust, and, and I think he still has talent and, and can potentially turn it around. You don't need to write him off yet. Yeah, he does play for the Browns. So let's not forget. It, yeah, I disagree. I dropped Baker Mayfield for Gardner Minshew prior to this game in my season-long fantasy league, and I have no regrets. Nor should you. And yeah. we'll talk about Minshew mania. That is a a very good move there. Let's move on to game two. Giants at the Bears. So the first most devastating piece of news that came out of this was, in my main fantasy league i lost saquon barkley as did so many other people and the giants and the nfl lost saquon barkley for the year with a torn acl uh, saquon is absolutely makes just every single week better he's guy is just so much fun to watch and we're gonna miss out on him so he's out it was and we're gonna find out as we go through this what an out just devastating day for injuries brutal I, I can't every year there seems to be a week that has a lot of injuries but man i cannot remember a week with this many top players were, were lost. Yeah, with this much firepower. So so many stars. Just brutal. I think that's brutal, where brutal. COVID, unfortunately, kind of rears its ugly head. Not having any, having a limited preseason and no preseason games, I think hurts. Right, so last week we were kind of talking about how everybody looked pretty good. Yeah. No preseason. And now we're saying, well, was, is there conditioning there? Were they set up for injury? It's hard to say. It's kind of like, I think somebody did the analogy of, you haven't done back squatting for two months, and then you go in and you just throw four hundred five right on the thing, and you try to do it. You yeah, might get yeah. it done, but it's gonna—you might hurt yourself too. Is that a challenge? <laughs> Only if you do it on video. 
Well, uh, so we'll do it live. Mitch, Magic Mitch, Mitch Trubisky, had a big comeback last week after the entire Lions secondary pulled up lame. Now he came back into this game, and what did he do? Well, he went 18 for 28 with 192 touchdowns and two interceptions. He kind of looked like good old Mitch. And my favorite man on the team, A-Rob, saw nine targets, but only three catches because most of them were just garbage. So Mitch kind of being Mitch, but they did pull out the win because their defense just completely stifled the Giants, and the Giants had nothing they could do. The Bears are 2-0. and The Bears are 2-0. and I don't understand how that happens. I also don't understand how they give Tariq Cohen a whole bunch of money and then only give him the ball, what, six touches here. Five carries and one catch. Three-year contract. They're not paying A-Rob. And then they yeah. give him six touches. Curious. Magic Mitch is going to be fun for fantasy this year. I have him on a bunch of best ball leagues because I got him with my very last pick all over the place because I know that he also is a guy who is a gunslinger and will run and is certainly capable of a 30 spot in certain spot in certain situations so best ball all day um, that's funny not... because i was picking up nick Foles because i figured that he was just going to lose his job i figured they were sick of him and so far i'm very wrong i see through nick Foles. whatever i'm in his super bowl it's fine i'm not bitter about it at all guy comes out like joe montana gets a big contract and then it was a legal formation on fourth down but anyway <laughs> no it's fine it's fine so anyway uh next game that i gotta talk about here falcons at cowboys what good lord the fuck up 20 to nothing in the first quarter the falcons forced four fumbles with their disaster of a defense this is more about just cowboys being sloppy as hell yeah, leaving the ball on the ground yeah and then you speaking, blink. Speaking of leaving the ball on the ground, fall on the damn ball. Oh, yeah, fall on, on the onside it. kick. Just fall on it. My, oh God. my God. That was fun, though. We got introduced to the watermelon kick. That's true. I, I, I didn't know that that was a thing. I didn't know either. Yeah, yeah that was news to me. What I was going to say is, you know, it is funny. So I went into the day. And th th it was no secret that the Cowboys were going to put up points. So I certainly had my share of Cowboys. I had a lot of Dak. And I had some Zeke. And I had a feeling. It's so funny because they have so many weapons. They have three legitimate elite wide receivers. At least potentially elite. You know, CeeDee Lamb is really good, but we're not sure. You can't call them elite until they really prove themselves. But holy talent. And then you got Zeke. And I just said to myself, as I said, you know, this is classic Zeke game, but they're going to be throwing the ball, too, because the Falcons are going to score. So I didn't go as strong on Zeke. So I, I, paid off. I went pretty heavy on Michael Gallup. I mean, I was pounding the table this offseason. I said, Michael Gallup's going to be their number one receiver, not Amari Cooper. I think he's going to overtake him. I think he's just going to be flat out better. And he just kind of torpedoed my team in daily. It only takes one. I actually played zero Gallup, a bunch of Amari, and some C.D. Lamb. Um, I had Dak, but I also had Gallup, and I had um, I paired him with C.D. and Cooper, and it just it wasn't enough to do anything special. My downfall was I didn't bring it back with Calvin Ridley. Yep. 
I did it in one one match, and that was my best team overall. That was also coincidentally sunk by Will Fuller. But I did bring it back with Ridley, and I wish I just did more of it. I, the, the thing was is that the, the Cowboys last year were good in the secondary. They didn't give up big plays. They're actually, for some years running now. So I was like, all right, I, they're going to be more underneath. They're going to, it's going to be shorter. But, you know, Julio can always catch. And I had a couple shares of Julio, but I just didn't think Ridley, no, he's a he's good player, man. Yes, he should should we be concerned about Julio? Because I have him in season long, too. I, I don't know. Like, he has games like this, and I'm just like, oh, God. He also dropped go. a 40 yard bomb. Yeah, he did. Th- that would have been a touchdown. It would have been a, just a total change. So. Now I'm never worried about it. Julio's too good. This is just this is what happens. I mean, it's going to be Julio and Ridley. I think Gage is fine. He's definitely got more play in these past in these first two games, but it's going to be Julio and Ridley. I have Gage on like half my basketball teams. I'm so happy about that. Oh, good. He was move. like the last wide receiver I picked on like half the teams if he was still available. So uh, I thought that the number three in this offense was going to do well. Yeah, you were right. So far. Yeah, three 100-yard receivers week one. So far. So far. So I have a question. Matt Ryan, is he the worst, best quarterback of all time? <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty accurate. Yeah. I mean, he, he just passed um, John Elway on the all-time passing yards list or something. Is that what I saw? I don't know. I don't I don't know. He's he's like moving his way up the record books. He puts up ridiculous numbers year after year. But does he ever strike fear in your heart when you're playing against him? No. Not me. I I'm never scared that he has the ball with 2 minutes to go. And I'll say that's probably partially because even if he scores a touchdown, you're probably going to come back and score on Atlanta's defense anyway. Yeah. That's so that's the problem. It. Like they gave up 40. Yeah. Yeah, Matt Ryan did his job. Yeah. It, it, Often it, is the case is Matt Ryan. They were up 28 to 3 in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Twenty-eight to three. Now, now Ryan did make some couple mistakes on the stretch, but he did. I don't. I don't know. I don't think I'm ready to crown him as the best, worst quarterback of all time. I think there's some no. Others. That's coming up. I got another one when we get to that game. Oh, all right. I just wanted to throw out there that Dak's line was thirty-four for forty-seven for four hundred and fifty, a touchdown through the air and three rushing touchdowns. So, pretty solid day for Dak Prescott, and was just enough to get them a one-point victory. So good on you, Cowboys. You got a lot to fix in that defense, though, man. If you played Dak naked in DFS this week, good for you. Dak naked won you some money. Interesting. So And Dak's the kind of guy that you could play naked because he's a running running QB. Mm. But anyway, Lions and Packers. So this was another positive mood i move move i made and i went heavy on aaron jones and i and it was i mean the problem with aaron jones is he's still only in there for like 55 percent of the snaps he's still going to get a limited of carries and he relies on high efficiency but damn it when he hits guy went for 18 168 and two on the ground and 468 and one through the air massive massive day Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty good. And then my I, other I also had Aaron Jones. He was I, I was so proud of myself because I said he is the ultimate tournament play this week in Daily Fantasy. And I nailed it. I nailed it. 
I had a team with him and Dak. And you would think that having those two, like, you know, I hit the nuts on the quarterback and the running back, and the rest of my team was just straight poop. I mean, I still I still ended up cashing with those two players alone. <laughs> kind of yeah. carried me to the cash line. But um, very disappointing. Aaron Jones, though, man, what a game. My my other note from that game is that the Lions suck. So do you guys think that Matthew Stafford is the worst, best quarterback of all time? (laughs) (laughs) He's a poor man's Matt Ryan. He's another one who just keeps accruing all these stats. Matt Ryan fair, though. My my dad saw him on the leaderboard that they showed during one of the pregame shows, and he was like, what? I'm like, yeah. I don't know. He's he's one whose entire career has been wasted, as is the case with many good players who are in Detroit. That 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 yeah, that's a fair point though. Yeah. My know. biggest problem is I had I had Aaron Jones and Eckler. I was on Jonu Smith. That was my tight end, but I was also on OJ Howard. And shame on me for ever thinking that Bruce Arians is going to draw up more plays for fucking tight ends. <laughs> Ugh, I fall for that trap all the time. And why? Because O.J. Howard looked really good in week one. Yeah, I did. He's an athletic player. And then they were down Chris Godwin, arguably their best offensive player. I'm like, more targets for O.J. Two tight end sets. This is going to happen. And Bruce Arians like, nah. He had his beret on, and he just had his weird bifocals, and he's like, nah, not going to do that. Part of the problem, I think, was they were up 21 nothing pretty quickly. I don't care. Bring it on. I, I know. It on. I, I know you don't care. Pour it on. It's a lame excuse. Yeah. There, anyway. there, there is some breaking news. Breaking news near and dear to my heart. The Braves the, have won. The eighth team to clinch the postseason because the Phillies just lost in a double, both games of the doubleheader. The Atlanta Braves have clinched the spot in the postseason. They are the eighth team. Oh, if you and, wanted, uh... and and at breaking breaking news, the Cleveland Indians have just became the ninth team to clinch the postseason on a walk off. So Don't again, hijack my football segment again. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Breaking breaking news, and now back to Dave's football segment. <laughs> Good on you. Good for you guys, Atlanta. Well done. Let's talk. Uh, let's no, talk about. We were on Green Bay, Detroit. Oh, you're talking about the. Uh, I'm the moving Braves. on. I had two two things to talk about there. Aaron Jones was phenomenal, and the Detroit Lions just suck. Yeah. I'm sick of their running bat roulette. I think I don't understand why Matt Patricia is a head coach, other than he worked for Belichick, and everybody's always trying to tap into magic, uh, Belichick's magic ass. They say that Patricia was a defensive coach. He coached one of the worst Patriots defenses uh, that I can remember. And so I don't think he is a good defensive coach. But anyway, moving on. Jaguars-Titans, Minshew Mania versus Ryan Tanner Thrill. And what a clash of the Titans this game was, gentlemen. What a treat. The Jags look great. And Minshew has got a fucking chip on his shoulder. Guy threw three bombs on 339. He did throw a pick, though. Two picks. Two. Two picks. One was his fault. One was tipped. Yep. He's been fun. And Ryan Tanner thrill, though. Let's talk about him. Captain efficiency, 18 for 24, 239 and four touchdowns through the air. Two of those landing at Jonu Smith's hands. Jonu had a big day. Jonu Smith should get 10 targets a game. 
I was stunned to see people play him on their cash lineups in Daily Fantasy this week. I, I was just stunned. I, I Derek Henry was on DraftKings for 7900 and I, I had him in 100% of rosters. I couldn't get away from Derrick Henry. I thought this was the absolute I had him in smash. zero. Really? Yeah. I just, uh, they're playing Jacksonville, and I thought that, you know, Jacksonville was a fluke the week before against Indianapolis. Every and time I made a team, I was like, fuck, I got to get Derrick Henry in here. I don't have Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's going to yeah. do his 150 and two game. I like the Titans are going to smash the Jags, and it's going to be a low volume passing game. So yeah. I'm not getting Corey Davis. I'm not getting John New Smith. And it certainly went the other way on me on that one. Now, and mind you, Derrick Henry ran it 25 times for yeah. like 85 yards. Yeah. But zero passes, two targets, zero catches. Zero touchdowns. No touchdowns. That's the at least early season Derrick Henry. That's what you live with. And it sucks because yeah. and we talked about this in past. I've never been able to nail him. Seventy nine hundred though. Seventy nine hundred. I'm like Great he's price. under eight grand. I gotta take him. He'll be ninety two hundred later in the year. Yeah. It's just gonna be the way it is with him. I love John Smith. I he's one of my he's such an athletic freak. That guy, his yards after carry is just ridiculous. I would love to see him throw more. They're not gonna throw more again. He only threw it twenty four times. Yeah. And that's just the type of game they're gonna win. They don't want they don't want a ton of snaps. They don't want. They want to control the game. They want to grind the clock down. They're a good team. I like Tennessee. They are. On the other side of the coin, though, how good is the Jags at player development, apparently? Yeah. Right? James Robinson, I'm super excited about LaVisca Chenault. Like, this roster LaVisca is Chenault like... is awesome. <laughs> yeah. He's super fun to say. And he is like that ultimate hybrid Percy Harvin type guy. They're gonna run him. They're gonna run it with him. They're gonna line him up outside. They're gonna throw it to him. He's fun. Five carries for thirty-seven yards for a wide receiver who's really a tight end. Whatever he is, I don't know. He's just a beast. I like him. Yeah, he's he gonna and, be fun. He and DJ Chark as the two main wide receivers for this team, I think, can be a lot of fun. DJ Chark. DJ Chark is tied for fourth for targets on that team. Hey. They're just spreading it around. Minshew is just throwing it all over the place. Yep. And uh, one of these uh, island games for showdown, I'll bet you Tyler Eifert is going to make somebody a lot of money. Mm. Yeah, he's one of those the, guys. This, everybody forgot about Tyler Eifert, and now he's catching touchdowns from Gardner Minshew. Weird. That's 2020 for you. Vikings-Colts? Oh, what a shit show that was. Huh? Vikings looked as bad as you could be. Pat, did you watch the Vikings-Colts? Let me ask you this. <laughs> yes. How do you feel about this quarterback line? 11 for 26, 113 yards, zero touchdowns, three interceptions. Is that Cousins or was that yeah. Rivers? Oh. Kirk Cousins. Um, they looked awful. So bad. That's the worst I've ever seen Kirk Cousins play. This team was a game away from the Super Bowl a couple years ago. It's the first off, in my humble opinion, it is the wrong team for Kirk Cousins. This is not like their offensive style, how they want to play the game is not a guy. It's made for a dink and dunker, not a guy who can throw the ball downfield like Cousins. Mm. But I hope uh, he likes that. 
I don't know. It, it's just strange that the Vikings just became a pile of hot garbage, like, overnight, it seems. Yeah, I think Stefan Diggs is pretty happy to be out of there. Yeah. And we'll get to him in a little bit. But they are. They're a pile of hot garbage. Yeah, the, defense, really the defense is in trouble. And um, I like Dalvin Cook. He is a good yeah. player. But, yeah, they, they're missing some pieces. They, they can't stop the pass. I mean, so I thought with Minnesota not having a secondary, at least right now, and Phillip Rivers on the other side, I was like, Rivers is going to light him up. It's going to be a 303 game for Rivers. And T.Y. Hilton's going to be the main beneficiary of that shit. And I even, I even differentiated and did some Paris Campbell on some of my lineups too. That poor guy was carted off the field, unfortunately. I had Paris Campbell on just about every lineup. He's the one who tanked me this week, unfortunately. I hope he's okay, but mm-hmm. man. I haven't gotten any updates on him. He's not a, a torn ACL or anything like that, so hopefully he's I okay. I think they put him on IR, but he's not out for the year. Right. Three games? Yeah. Three games IR? Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Taylor looked great. He stepped right in, became the bell cow. 26 carries, 101 yards, and a touchdown. He's fun. He's another guy that I thought was a plug-and-play for cash games on DraftKings at 5,700. FanDuel as well. FanDuel, he was way mispriced. And if you played him, you got rewarded with a 100-yard game and a touchdown. Yeah, pretty good. For 5,700? Yeah. Take that all day. I did not have a single share of him. (laughs) I was way too obsessed with paying a little bit more for Austin Eckler. I was doing all my best ball drafts, and Jonathan Taylor was going way too early, in my opinion. I'm People like, Marlon Mack is still the starter. No matter what they say, they're going to split carries, right? And Naheem Hines is still going to have his third down roll, so I'm like, slow your roll on Jonathan Taylor. And then Marlon Mack blows out his leg on the very first game of the season, and all of a sudden, all the Jonathan Taylor truthers were right. Yeah, they they backed their way into being right. Combine just... that with Saquon Barkley being out for the year, Christian McCaffrey missing six to eight games, and yeah. wasn't there another? There's a there, so Devontae Adams is is hurt. Michael Thomas has Michael been Thomas. hurt. Yep. So a lot of top twenty players hurt right now. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor just catapulted himself into that role. I had yep. a guy in my league reach for. Uh, What's his name? Hilaire from mm-hmm. the Chiefs with the s- third overall pick. I don't know how much of a reach that was. But he he went extremely early in a lot of leagues. I think that's too early for a rookie when you're talking about taking him over Zeke. I, I agree. I, I had the fourth pick. I picked Derrick Henry, although I did Which take I, him over again. Zeke. So you can yell at me for that. My, my, no, I, Zeke I, went I, third in my league. I, I went. Oh no! Uh, well, he should he, in my yeah. other. I went Henry, and then I went Julio Jones. So let's hope that's not a mistake. And then I went Miles Sanders, Jonathan Taylor, and Raheem Morstead. So so far, yeah, they the running backs kept on sitting there. So I said, okay, I'm just COVID year. I'm gonna keep taking them. You wow. got to take the value. I yeah, I had I got Keenan Allen and Stephon Diggs as my wide receivers. I got Aaron Jones with my third pick because nobody was taking him. Yeah, again, right? I, I don't know what happened. 
there's a lot of wide receiver depth this year. So yeah. I figure go running back until you can't get a quality one anymore. And especially like you were saying, now that you got a couple injured, I'm in really good shape. And my first three picks were running backs, and I ended up with Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore, and DJ Chark as my top three wide receivers. So <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a ten team league. Still it's not twelve, but still that's pretty, nine months too. Pretty Ooh, good. With yeah. when I started with Saquon Eckler and Aaron Jones, <laughs> brought it in late with Cam, feeling good about that move too. Yeah. Yep. A steal of the draft so far, two weeks. Anyway, so that was a little bit of a tangent, but, you know, Vikes-Colts, that was a, a, a letdown. T.Y. Hilton ended up with three catches for 28 yards. That one hurt. That felt like a T.Y. game. He always plays much better at home, faster track, etc. Just wasn't a game for him. That's the breaks. Dems the breaks. Yep. Moving on to the Bills at the Dolphins. Josh Allen, early MVP candidate after he's beaten up the elite Jets and Dolphins. Josh Allen, so welcome good. to the MVP conversation oh, that, that what, Tom Brady what, thrived on for years. What does elite mean? Because I think I think our <laughs> definitions are a little different. Oh, Josh, take advantage of this shitty division just like Brady did for so many years. You're going to have a wonderful – he is fucking fun. Let's talk about his stat line. 24 for 35, 417 and 4. Woo. Stefan Diggs, the main beneficiary, 8 and 153 and 1. But good Lord, Josh Allen. This is what he was supposed to do last year when I drafted him in every single league I had. <laughs> but he didn't. So – I've got a quote here from Stefan Diggs. This is what he said after week one, talking about Josh Allen. He said, he's still got a little bit of a kid in him, so when he's out there, he's out there having fun, and I enjoy it, you know. I'm always in his ear trying to keep that positive energy going just because I can't imagine how hard it is to play quarterback. But when I see him out there having a good time, it gives me a little bit of push in the back, a little motivation to say, you want to go play for this guy. You want to go hard for this guy because he's damn sure going to go hard for you. And I am here to say that I go hard for Josh Allen 100% of the time. <laughs> Wait, did Dig say that or did you? <laughs> Dig said that, but I'm just I'm, I'm reiterating that, yeah. I'll go hard when Josh on Allen's Josh going, Allen, I'm too. I'm going hard. Yep. I'll go hard on him, too. Yeah. I'll, I'll Pat? Pass. No. I like no, Josh Allen, going. but I'm just not going to go. Whatever, Pat. It's fine. Yeah, just make us feel weird. He's I don't so want much it. fun. There's not much to talk about on the Dolphins right now, unfortunately. Because I mean, which I say unfortunately mm -hmm. because Preston Williams, Devontae Parker, two good players, but Mike Jasicki. Uh if there's a guy I like actually more than Johnny Smith, it's Mike Jasicki. Fucking massive line yesterday. Eight and one thirty on eleven targets and a touchdown. Just a monster. He's a freak. If you haven't seen him play, watch some watch some YouTube, watch some real highlight reels on him. The guy's awesome. Yeah, I agreed. I think Tua's looked really good on the bench too. Yeah. He's looked great on the bench. Yeah, I think it's almost Tua time. Why not, right? Classic Brian Fitzpatrick career just comes into a team. He does amazing things. He catches fire and then all of a sudden he just reverts back to 
old Ryan Fitzpatrick, and then he gets replaced. But he's brought us a lot of fun over the years. He's brought a lot of fun in fantasy, that's for sure, especially yeah. when he was with the Bucks. That was insane. Moving on, 49ers and Jets. Poor 49ers fans. Good Lord. Talk about I, – I don't know if there's a team that got it worse than the 49ers. Mostert's out. Garoppolo's out. Bosa. They're beat. They're beat up bad. Uh, Kittle. He may play next week. I mean, he's not out extensively, but – Tevin uh, Coleman's out. Oh, by the way, on my fantasy team, I have Mostert on my bench too. That's my fourth running back. Yeah, mine too. Everybody hates Adam Gase. Pretty much the entire DFS community hates him. Mm-hmm. Continues to have a job. It is interesting that yet another player leaves that system. Robbie Anderson goes to the Carolina Panthers and has had two 100-yard games already. Looks really good in that Panthers offense. And that's with Teddy Bridgewater throwing to him. So, yeah, I don't know. I know I know that Sam Darnold deserves more. A better shot? Yeah, he just, just – uh, man. Yeah. feel he's, bad for He's Jets not going to get it on that team. No. I just – I feel really bad for the 49ers because it always seems to happen against these teams that you could probably beat with your third string anyway. Right. You know, but <laughs> – It's another big injury for Garoppolo. Yeah. He's not been durable through his career. Nope. Good move, Belichick. You really uh you really did it. Yeah, about that. He was trying to trade <laughs> Brady, so Hey, Nick Mullins is not a bad backup, so they're not He's in not. dire straits there. There it'll was teams be, trying to get him. It'll be interesting to see without Mostert, without Tevin Coleman, what happens. Does Jarek McKinnon become a full time running back? Because I am I not don't see him, him as one. <laughs> I am not claiming him on waivers. Yeah. I'm gonna stand by that decision. No, I mean it's probably going to be Jeff Wilson, I guess, toting the rock. What about Juzjic? Juzjic? Juzjic. Oh, the fullback. Yeah. Yeah. He's just Juzjic. a lot of J's, S's, and Z's in his name, Pat. Yeah, I know. I'm not going to try the fullback for the Niners. Oh, Can I just man. voice my frustration real quick on Jordan Reed? Oh boy, I had j- the corpse of Jordan Reed comes alive. I don't know about you, Dave, but I'm sitting here making my lineups and I'm looking at stuff and all of a sudden I see the report. Jordan Reed's only going to play about 10 to 20 snaps. Yep. Snaps, not pass routes, not just he's hardly going to be out there. So I'm like, oh, okay. well, I know not to play Jordan Reed then. And I believe Jordan Reed showed up on the million dollar lineup on DraftKings. Oh, yeah, because he was what? Three K? Twenty six hundred. Twenty six hundred. Yep. Two touchdowns. Yep. That'll win you. That that opens up so much for a lineup when you've got a $2,600 tight end that can score 20 points. Jordan Reed, unbelievable. <sighs> All right, we got to keep moving here. we got a lot of games, a lot of games. Oh, 49, Rams at Eagles. Is Goff actually good? I don't know. He, uh, he He's a pocket passer, obviously. If the offensive line keeps him on his feet, he does pretty good. I mean, that can be said for a lot of guys. He He did all right. He had, uh, you know, 20 for 27, 267 and three. But the Eagles only got to him once, so that offensive line did a pretty good job. Only one sack for the Eagles. Tyler Higby, 554 and three. Three fucking touchdowns. Jesus. That was about 
all that the offense really did. Uh, you know, their running back by committee is a little bit, it's going to flip around every single week, I think. I mean, Akers is beat up, but Henderson was the guy in this game. And I'm just not touching any of them. I don't no, have Akers, to do Akers, like, tore cartilage away from his rib. And I, I'm reading the injury reports, and they're like, so it's not that serious. And I'm like, that's not serious? That sounds very, very painful to me. <laughs> I don't know yeah, if I doesn't can sound fun that. to me. Yeah. Doesn't sound fun to me. No. No. So. Not much else to talk about there. Just Rams beat up in the Eagles. The Eagles look like shit. Their O line's just weak. But Broncos Steelers. Oh, sorry, Doug. Corlin Sutton out. ACL. Drew Locke hurt. They did bring in the Jeff Driscoll show, the gunslinger. Oh. Come on, Dave. We don't need to hear about this. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can just move this right. All right. Off. The only thing I want to say about this game actually is fucking James Connor hoodwink. I picked up Benny Snell and I was like, Connor, Connor's hurt. He's beat up. Then fucking Connor comes in 16 carries over hundred yards, touchdown, whatever. Moving on. This is the game. Yeah. This is the game. I want to talk Panthers at bucks. Let's read off Tom Brady's stat line here before I add some comments to it. 23 for 35, 217, a touchdown and an interception. However, two drop touchdowns in the end zone. Two touch two two passes that should have been caught. I think that Brady is going to be fine in this offense. I think he's going to, again, like we said last week. Let me see what he's like on week eight after he, after he's taken some more hits. It's it's uh he's got some weapons, but it's really going to be the Evans and Godwin show. Godwin they, comes back, so they have to use the tight end. Uh, Arians to. not Arians has uh, never. Know. He's just that's just not part of his game plan. That that's just dumb though. How about letter fucking Fournette, though? 12 carries, 103 yards, two touchdowns. He's also on my bench. Yeah, <laughs> I played Ronald Jones in daily. I so thought Ronald, I. Ronald Jones was in a great spot, and he gets – Me too. Uh, uh, thank God he fell in the end zone, but – Me too. Really disappointing. We'll get into Cam in a second right now, but, you know, again, I think it's just too early to tell with Brady, new offense for him. He's got some fun toys. I think he looked better than his stat line shows. We'll see. We'll see. The Bucks defense, though, however, looked pretty damn good. And I think that, you know, week one against the Saints was a tough go for them. They did have some good, good plays. They're in Denver next week. I'll be using them in fantasy again. Sorry, Doug. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> Washington just, at the Cardinals. No, well, oh, hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I need to pour one out for my man CMC. Oh, right. That was on my notes, too. See, I'm trying to. Pat keeps yawning, and I feel bad. Well, Sorry, trying to keep him awake. Yeah, we are we are going kind of long here, but yeah, I had Christian McCaffrey. I was lucky enough to land the number one pick in one of my leagues, and man, and and the thing is, is I have Christian McCaffrey, so I say, all right, I really only need like one other running back. So I didn't <laughs> compile running back depth because I'm like, I only got two spots, and one of them's locked in for the entire year. Bummer. Dude, Matthew Barry was saying it. Christian McCaffrey has never missed a game and only missed one practice. One so practice. Far. Yeah. That's yep. it. Yep. And he got his four to six weeks diagnosis. And he says, I see that as a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Guys wired differently, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's the again talk about Saquon. So we lost Saquon and CMC in the same week. That's just a travesty. Yep. Moving on. So here's the thing about the Panthers, right? So CMC's gone. They still got a trio of talented offensive weapons and DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and uh Doug, help me out with tells his name. Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel, who was a uh who ran the ball quite a bit. Talk about another hybrid, Percy yep. Harvin type. You can see him. He's going to be running. No. He's going to be running the ball some plays, I think, in that Good. offense. Yeah. Is Teddy Bridgewater elite? Oh, uh, no. Yes, he. <laughs> he's a bottom five for average depth of target for throws. He is a true blue dinker and dunker. That's but he's not. He, I have clearly he was DJ better Moore choice shares. than Cam. Yeah. <laughs> clearly he was better than Cam. Uh, it, I mean, it's good. It's a good sign for DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. I have Moore. He had like 120 yards and eight catches this past week. So, you know, those are two elite gadget type players. I imagine that they're gonna they're gonna get some more run. So, I'll Washington. always root for Teddy B after that horrible leg injury he had. Oof. But, yeah. Yeah. I I just don't know if I see him as a true QB one here. No. No, definitely not. It's just not. No, he's a he's he should be a career backup player. You know, certainly good to come in in a pinch, but I don't know. I'd rather have Jameis Winston. I know he was available, or maybe Cam Newton. He was available, but I'm not a NFL GM, so fuck do I know? <laughs> Washing it at the Cardinals. Um, nothing too crazy here other than holy Kyler Murray Batman. Yeah. And I don't mean through the air. Yeah. Take and run. Kyler I, Murray is the next Patrick Mahomes. You heard it here first. Yeah, I I, I disagree. <laughs> I strongly disagree. Okay. I see more Michael Vick than I do see Patrick Mahomes. Michael Vick was pretty good. He was pretty good. Uh, it, the jury's still right? out on his passing game because he has not shown elite-level passing like Patrick Mahomes did well, when, when he, he came Well, when he had DeAndre up. Hopkins. So, and some interesting notes about that. The The average depth of target to DeAndre Hopkins has been like seven yards, seven and a half yards. It's, it's among the lowest of his career. I mean, Hopkins caught eight passes for 68 yards. So if you did the math, that's six, six yards. I don't know what it is. Nine, so a little bit higher, but Eight it's pretty low for for so coming from a Deshaun Watson offense, uh, offense where it was probably about fifteen. Still, great hands. Eight of nine he caught, but Kyler Murray was twenty six for thirty eight through the air with two eighty six, one in an interception. But he ran for sixty eight yards and two rushing touchdowns. So, goodness, he's a fun player. He's an exciting player. It, he's got a lot of offensive weapons. Antonio Gibson looked really good. Really good. I don't know if you guys saw any highlights of him, but that guy can turn on a dime. He can stop and go with the elite level. He is going to be fun. Anybody who drafted Gibson, good for you. I struck out and I, I struck out big time on him. I have zero shares of that guy. Yeah, All I didn't take any flyers on him until he um, until after the Peterson trade. And then I kind of felt like I was reaching for him, but maybe I didn't. Who knows? Yeah. yeah I was not. more intrigued by Terry McScorin. Oh, he's the man. Yeah. He had, like, nothing the whole game, and then he just got, like, all these garbage catches and 
ended up a touchdown. I'm like, oh, cool. Thanks we'll for those. saving my team this week. <laughs> you know he was going to get the targets. The downside is that Dwayne Haskins is throwing to him. Yeah. So, Chiefs at Chargers. I just want to say, what the fuck? I actually <laughs> was playing some Tyrod Taylor lineups, which I'm never going to do again because truly he's washed. He he had like there was a lot of truthers out there, a lot of DFS guys touting him, and I totally played into that. But Herbert, <laughs> who the hell is he? Justin Herbert. Yeah. Six overall pick this previous year. Was he? Shows you how much yeah. I paid attention. It was Burroughs, Tua, and Herbert, and it was kind of yeah. I mean, they were talking potentially going like one, three, four, and yeah, they ended up. Going he looked in, awesome. Like, yeah, he did. Yep. He he is the prototypical. He, they thought he was gonna be a little. They thought he was gonna be Joe Burrows in college, and he wasn't. But again, he's how you build a. He's the prototypical build of a quarterback, and he did look pretty good. He went for three hundred yards on twenty-two passes. He had a touchdown through the air and a rushing touchdown. His back of the end zone touchdown pass was phenomenal. He made a lot of really good throws. He got Eckler going, which was exciting. Exciting for me. Eckler was, he didn't get into the end zone, but uh, he had 93 yards on the ground and 55 in the air. So good overall game for Eckler. It's nice to see. I really thought, I don't know if you guys watched this game, but I really thought that the Chargers defense was getting the best of the Chiefs, but the Chiefs just wore them down and the Chargers were gassed in the end. Yeah, I caught that. And the Chiefs were helped by Tyreek Hill taking off his helmet and not getting flagged for it. Amazing. Yeah. The I guys. Don't, like I don't understand flag. how they missed that. It was as blatant as it gets. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Fuck you, NFL. Joshua <laughs> Kelly with 25 touches in this game. I know. <laughs> That's absurd. They got some serious weapons on that team. Keenan Allen. I thought I was being clever with taking him at 5,200 on DK. And he definitely had some some catches, but not the volume that you need for a Keenan Allen game. Mike yeah, Williams looked good week one. There. What's that? Yeah, you need a touchdown. Yeah. Mike Williams looked great in week one. Week two, you know, he saw some targets, but, you know, he's going to be more of a boom-bust guy anyway. A lot of weapons on there. I, I was surprised that they stated that Tyrod Taylor is their starter as long as he's healthy. I don't see how you can't go back to Herbert after that game. Yeah, I'm gonna make a call. I gotta get my input in here. I'm gonna call the front office. Tell them. Tell them what I think. Bench Tyrod. Are you gonna Tyron, do that tonight, or are you gonna wait till tomorrow? I'll probably do it tomorrow. Okay, that's respectful. Is is Tyrod okay? Like it's weird. Like you hear one report that said that he had chest pains and had to go to the hospital because he couldn't breathe, and then I heard mm. another one that said just said he pulled a chest muscle. I don't know. I if don't you even pull know a chest okay. muscle, it's really hard to breathe. Yeah. It's not a it's not a fun experience pulling oh, a chest muscle. Well, maybe it's both then. I don't know. But I'm gonna pass on that. Moving on. Ravens the Texans. Ravens stomped the Texans as expected. Uh, two interesting things that I thought out of this. Lamar's regression was kind of expected after he was just ridiculous last year. I think you're gonna see I mean what I've seen so far is a more mature Lamar not needing to do everything. I mean, they still crushed him. And the other bit that I had was Will Fuller's goose egg, which, God damn it. Mm-hmm. God, God damn it. 
I have never, I think, I mean, there's plenty of these guys, but there is no more polarizing player for me in DFS than Will Fuller. You got to have him that one game that he just goes absolutely bananas. Yeah. Like, didn't he, he have could the, score he had the single points. best game last year, didn't he, with that crazy one game that he had there? He can go north of 40. Yeah. It's just, and it felt like after his target share that he had in the week one, he was double-digit targets. I was like, yeah, this is this is Wolf Fuller week. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Certainly wasn't the only one. One of my favorite guys on Twitter, Ian Harditz, did his classic helicopter prediction of two touchdowns and 100 yards. Yeah. Didn't work out. No. Ravens look and, uh, really good. Yeah, good luck trying to figure out that backfield. Yeah. No thanks. If you're if you're like JK Dobbins looked like the man week one. Yep. And then he only gets two carries week two, but forty eight yards on those two carries. Yeah. <laughs> solid. That's a solid yards yeah. per carry. Ten carries for the Gus bus. <laughs> Nine for oh. Mark Ingram, sixteen for Lamar. I uh, good luck trying to figure that one out. I played a bunch of Mark Ingram. I thought I was being sneaky. I thought this could be the two touchdown hundred yard game that we see from Mark Ingram three times a year. Not so much. His touchdown run was awesome. It was fourth and one and the defense completely sold out to try to bottle him. He just ran right by him. That yeah. Great. That was a pretty good run. Yeah. So I think that I think you're going to see some big Lamar games, but it's not going to be what it was last year, where it was like 30 plus fantasy points a game. I don't think he needs to. But I could be wrong. Yeah. Still, if you're if you have Lamar, you're probably you're in pretty good shape. Yeah. Now the game that Pat has been dying to talk about, dying to talk about. It's the only thing keeping him awake right now. <laughs> that and reading Braves reports about how they just made the postseason. Breaking news: the Atlanta Braves have clinched the National League East. <laughs> That's I'm watching that right now. Patriots at the Seahawks. Let's yep. talk about Supercam. If you follow Pro Football Focus, you know that they do. They have their own adjusted quarterback ratings that they use. You know, probably the most well-known site for football metrics, which is still kind of in its infancy. It's not nearly as advanced as baseball. But if you're looking for a barometer, uh, this is the best two-game start of Cam's career. So that's exciting. He still, came out thirty passes. What's that? Still wasn't the best quarterback in that game, though. From a rating, from a fantasy perspective, he beat him by like four points. But oh, really? I was going to get to that. So I started yeah. off with Super Cam, and I was going to say 30 passes, almost 400 yards, a touchdown, and then two on the ground. Russell, super duper Russell, 21 for 28, seven incompletions, five touchdowns. Just carved up a vaunted Patriot secondary. And I watched that game. It was just precision pass after precision pass. The deep ball to DK Metcalf where he dusted Stefan Gilmore. DK Metcalf is a sight to behold. Did you guys did you guys see the videos that were going around of him, his vertical catching? Holy yeah, Christmas. Uh, unbelievable. Holy Christmas. They're a scary team. If the defense can get their shit together a little bit, the Seahawks, yeah. they're a scary team. They're always a scary team. If they let, as the quotes say, let Russ cook, they got some players, man. DK Metcalf is a scary, scary player. And Tyler Lockett is, he's, he's like a Wes Welker type, man. He can get loose and get free on just about any play. If you need a completion, Tyler Lockett's your guy. If, if the season ends today, because with COVID, you never know. 
Russell Wilson is my MVP. <laughs> In two games, it's not saying a ton, but he has looked he looked really good. I, but I, I agree. I mean, Cam did look really good, too. I'm, I'm surprised Nikhil Harry's not dead on that. Uh, <laughs> that was insane. How he stood up after that. Yep. Oh, man. Oh, my God. So, uh, do you have anything else to go over? Because I want to talk about Sun in this game, though. Just it, so what I really liked about this Cam, the, the the only last thing I wanted to make a point of is that the offense really opened up for Cam, and they just drew up more plays that just work for him. Uh, they're they running back by committee is a, is a bunch of guys kind of that you would find on a scrap heap at this point. Like Michelle just is not a dynamic player. He doesn't break tackles. He just, but their offensive line is really, really good. And Cam behind a strong offensive line is going to be fun to watch. Yep. Agreed. So actually first, uh, so there's two things. One thing is heart goes out to James White. Mm. I I found out in the very beginning of the game and that was kind of cool. Cordy had a pick six, but uh, James White sounds like his father passed away in a car crash. And last I knew his mother was in critical condition. It was even cool because Brady and even Russell Wilson reached out on Twitter. And I love James White. One of my favorite, probably my favorite Patriot at this point with no more Brady. Mm -hmm. So that really sucked. And and he could have potentially been a difference maker in this game. Uh, Potentially, but obviously Mm -hmm. they scored enough. The, The other question is, what two seconds left ball at the one down by five is that the play you're running so it's it's the play that cam got it's kind of hard because it's the exact play that cam ran both his touchdowns in and it's basically here we come and it did work two times especially with cam running you've got 10 guys blocking there's no secret or surprise I personally, in that situation, I don't like it. And again, I can't argue too much because it worked twice and Cam is a dynamic runner and all he's got to do is find a hole and fall and it's a touchdown. My thing is he he can also do a bootleg and now he's got that run pass option. The defense, it sold out on the run and maybe if they had a couple tight ends flag out or something or even do you potentially spread, go five wide receivers. So my counter to that, I think if you have James White in there, it offers you an additional option. I think if you have any level of talent beyond Edelman on wide receiver and or tight end, it offers you a different option. But I can't, and I'm sure Belichick does not trust his tight ends to, to, to get open or, or anybody else to, to be able to pull a play. Like, you know, you have Nikhil Harry. He's the type of guy you should be able to throw it six inches, 10 inches above his head two feet and he could get it go up and get it but i don't think Nikhil harry can i mean he he's shown he hasn't created any level of separation really no yeah so but, i think that it, i think that they drew that up as like a safe play i think that they just don't have the standout offensive weapons uh, agreed and again i think the point is very valid and, and i don't think you can argue about it too much i think my thing is you are selling out on the run and the defense can sell it on the run where if mm-hmm. you have Cam roll out, I understand the weapons aren't there, but on a on a goal line play at the one, you're basically looking for the defense either to sell out on the run and someone be wide open or roll out, and then you have that basically run-pass option, where if the defense starts to converge, you flip the ball in the end zone and thinking someone's going to be open because they're converging, vice versa, 
you're not going through all 11 defenders. If you roll out, you're only probably going against a couple. And again, if you find a seam, you get in for the touchdown. Again, worked twice. So unfortunate for the Patriots. Third time. Carol saw it coming. I think the Seahawks would argue that you should run on that play. <laughs> Understood. Absolutely. Absolutely. When they anyway. tried to throw in that situation, it didn't work in their favor. So, you, but I, yeah. you never know. Yeah, but this, they, this they offense, had three oh, more plays. They please. Had one. Please, please go get A-Rob. Go get Allen Robinson. Yeah. Please. Somehow. some Just do it. Put a dynamic wide receiver. On Interestingly this enough, Julian Edelman with 179 yards receiving his all-time highest receiving. I didn't realize game. it was that high. Holy yeah. shit! Yep, yep. All those but years with Tom you get Brady down into the and end this one with Cam Newton is the highest. That's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. I like Cam looks accurate. I like everything that I'm seeing with Cam. He's fun. He's fucking big. God, he's a big dude. Yeah. I'm a big Russ guy. I I try to keep quiet because I'm just like, I I love watching Russell Wilson play football. He's amazing. So good. He is absolutely amazing. And he's, and and Belichick was right. Like, he's underrated because he doesn't always have the gaudy stats because that's not how they use him. But he is, like, his deep balls are a thing of beauty. Mm -hmm. Pat loves himself some good deep balls. I don't know about that. All right, let's 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 look at the last game, wrap it up, get the hell out of here. Uh Saints at Raiders. Is it is it over for Drew Brees? Is he done? It's a two game sample size, so I take everything that we've said for the last hour and a half with a grain of salt. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was the Raiders were jacked up because it was Las Vegas's first game ever. I don't know. Uh, I'm just gonna throw. If I'm the Saints, I'm just gonna throw this one away and and move forward. Probably not even look at the tape. Yeah, no tape. On the on the flip side, though, Raiders looked really good. Derek Carr. Derek Carr yeah. looked good. Yeah, the offense. Twenty-eight for thirty-eight, two hundred eighty-two, and three touchdowns. Yeah. No picks. Yeah, you had the note. You had the note that uh, Raiders offense with an exclamation point, and I was like, yes, this team actually looks kind of fun. Josh Jacobs runs like a man. Yeah, he's a monster. He runs like a man. Darren Waller is a baller. Uh He is as good as he was last year. Target monster. Is he a shot caller? Oh, I think he is. Oh, my God. 16 targets. Uh, Henry Rugg III. He's a dynamic player. He's As he gets more comfortable, as he develops – He's going to get better. But honestly, did you guys see the video of Gruden leading like a chant in the <laughs> locker room? Yeah, I did. That's that great. team is on board with him. Yeah. They've they you can tell like they're, they are 100% behind him. And I mean, they're looking fun. His that's, team, his vision is coming together. And that's kind of what he's been known for. Right. Is he, he gets guys that he gets a good chemistry going and that's why they traded a lot of those. He kind of gutted that team. Mm-hmm. And the team had some talent, like Khalil Mack. He wanted it to be his team, and he's getting it to be his team. And maybe this is a sign of things to come. He traded Mack and got a lot of criticism for it. 
but it was obvious that he was doing it to get some more picks, to get players that he wanted to fit his system. His, yep, his system. So it was less about Khalil Mack and more about the assets that he could bring back to help fully put together his team. Yep. He's taken criticism for a couple of years, but, I mean, Derek Carr has looked really good these first two games. And the Saints' but, defense is no joke. Yeah, but this team is going to be extremely frustrating from a fantasy standpoint. I mean, oh, look, yeah. at, look at the touchdowns. Jalen Richard. Zay Jones, Alec Ingold. Come on. Dude, I was so excited. I played the showdown. I bet I've been loving the showdown slates, even though I haven't really won, but I've been breaking even. But I picked Zay Jones. Oh, come on. I, I made 20 teams and he was on eight of them. <laughs> Good for you. I have no I was like, I, I was trying to play that alternative universe game where I was like, all right, Ruggs is a little beat up. I had Waller on every single team. He was either Captain or Camara. So I started off really good there. I didn't. I still couldn't get the right, right comment. I like. I broke. I actually was up like a few bucks. So again, just playing the twenty entry, one dollars, twenty dollars, and uh, shot caller, baller, and him and Kamara. Every lineup, I had some Zay Jones. Cat loves it. <laughs> but I don't know. Fell short. What are you gonna do? Well, that was a lot to get through. It was fun, though. I enjoyed talking some football. Pat, when he wasn't sleeping, also enjoyed it. Or reading about the Braves. Yeah, no, that's... Did you know that the Atlanta Braves have 20 division championships, most in MLB history? Is that right? I find that hard to believe, but Twitter's never lied, so... Twitter, there's Hmm. nothing but truth on Twitter. Yep. Nothing but truth. The only thing I want to say before we get out of here and I close it out is that go Celtics down two to one, but get Gordon Hayward's back. They looked really good. They added more depth. I love the starting five of Kemp or not the starting five, but when they get that five person lineup out there and, and that small ball, that's a, that's a nasty lineup. So I can't wait for, for game four. What did I say last podcast though? They can't win at home. They still have yet to win at stop home, it. so we gotta win a game it. at home. Stop it! <laughs> they keep getting distracted by Little Wayne getting high on the stands. Yep. yep. <laughs> Celtics in That's, seven. Follow us on Twitter, MA Sports Pod. Pat still tweeting. I, I, I'm admittedly not. I'm manning the website though at masportspod.com. That's where we live. Check us out. Go there. Leave a comment or something, or don't do anything. Or send us a question. We love questions. We'd love to answer your questions on here. Give us your questions. Uh, We'll be back next week with some more baseball playoffs to talk about. A little bit more football week three coming up. Just big show after big show, guys. we got sports to talk about. It's really exciting. It's really fun. Hell yes. Love talking about sports. Sports. Me and Doug have been entertaining the idea of doing a uh, a little side hustle here, a little fantasy-focused podcast. We may or may not do that. We'll let you know, but uh, you know, if you want to hear it, in case you couldn't tell, we have a lot to say. We do have a Uh, lot to say. If you're still with us at this point, God bless you. Yeah, I don't know fucking know how you do it, but that said, I'm Dave, your host, Pat and Doug. Have a great night. You too.